Own your fucking choices. You're the perfect person to tell anyone that, aren't you, Rari? You've got to be more careful. You've only so many allies. Are you that desperate to get yourself killed before you've gotten what you need? Focus, Rory. Remember the plan. Speaking of the plan, where the fuck is Smith? We agreed if things went sideways, we'd meet here. Smith's the one who picked it out. First thing she does when we head out for a mission is determine our rendezvous point. This house fit the bill. Middle of the fucking forest and abandoned. Secluded enough to be safe, but close enough to base camp that if things went south, it wasn't far. It's a joke of a building. A few hundred years old, and someone thought it was actually old enough to be a historic site. Fucking Americans. No true understanding of story or legend. I arrive at the predetermined location, pull a small torch from my pocket, and give the signal. Three short clicks. Pause. Click. Two prolonged flashes. Another click. Pause. One click. Flash. One click. Pause. Click. Two more flashes. I wait. The sun is starting to rise and a thick fog clings to the branches of the trees. Minutes pass. Feels like hours. I lean against the wall of the building as a familiar form approaches. I wasn't sure you'd come. Honestly, neither was I. You're alone then? Of course I'm alone. What's wrong? Don't you trust me? At this point, trusting you has nothing to do with it. Where the fuck have you been? Smith looks annoyed. That's par for the cars for her, honestly. If you weren't annoyed with me over something, I might have some cause for concern. We continue to dance around each other's questions until she gets to the real point of our meeting me. Nova is dead. Ava had her killed. Shit. Why? What do you mean, why? Does it even matter? Of course it fucking matters, Smith. Nova knew what we were after and was willing to help us get it. What you were after, you mean? Smith, we've known each other for a long time. I didn't drag you into this. You chose it. We both did. When our homes were attacked, when Aiden and Ron Don't were- Don't say her name! When our children were murdered, our families were slaughtered by the Republic, and we still don't know why. I still want to know why my family was murdered, and I will continue on this path until I have an answer. Nova was the first link we had to information, however tenuous a link it was. Rory, I'm not sure Nova ever knew what she promised. After seeing the way they... She was a smaller pawn than you or I. Now Ava wants you brought to her. I'm starting to think you might be desperate enough to go. You think I shouldn't, then? She's vicious, Rory, and smart. It's not as if I have a wealth of options at the moment. She glares and takes a moment before responding. This is not what I need right now. I'm dealing with Emerson, my best friend. I don't need my best friend right now. I need my lieutenant. They tortured her. Nova was tortured for no other reason than punishment and spite. Ava's bodyguard, Collins, took sadistic pleasure in delivering each blow. He had a gun. He could have killed it then and been done with it, but no. Ava had her battered, broken body strung up in the tunnel entrance, then watched, smirking as the last gasps of life left Nova. Then, with a wave of her hand and without batting an eye, she decimated over a third of our friends and colleagues. So why did she spare you? She wants you, and she thinks I can bring you to her. I appreciate your theatrics, Smith, but we've seen and done worse. Ava sounds like just another in a long line of assholes we've had to deal with. I'm concerned they'll kill you, Rory. Or worse, make you the new face of Nova's band of misfits. There's only one real way to find out. I'll need to grab my things. The walk back is longer than I remember. Longer still because Smith's frustration is as thick as the fog. 
The ground is slick underfoot. Condensation and dead greenery everywhere you fucking step. We make it back, and the door to our hideout is ajar. I hold my hand out to Smith, cautioning her as I draw my knife from my sheath under my jacket. I managed to convince Miss Moore I wouldn't slit her throat in her sleep, which is the only reason I have it. Our situation being as dangerous as it was, she begrudgingly agreed I should keep it. Unfortunately, the same can't be said for my pistol. Slowly, I approach the door and ease it open the rest of the way. I release a breath I didn't realise I held when I see the shack is empty save for Giselle. The place has been completely turned over. She's packing her bag, folding articles, clothing and blankets around cans of food. It's meticulous and entirely too purposeful. Are we in such a hurry to leave now? She ignores my comment and continues to pack her back to me. I don't know what to make of her. That's new. No matter. Won't be a concern for much longer. It's for the best. We've stayed in this damn forest too long as it is. I grab my pack from the foot of the bed. Everything seems to be in order. I already made sure to scavenge what could be taken from this place. I sling my pack over my shoulder and am making my way for the door when Giselle finally speaks. You already know where we're going then? Where I'm going, yes. But this is where we part, Miss Mar. I received word Nova is no longer searching for us. You can return to your life as normal. Is that so? I hear a soft click and turn to see Giselle pointing a gun. My gun, directly at me. I turn to face her fully. Smith has come in behind me, weapon drawn. I gesture for her to stay back, and though she looks confused for a moment, she does as she's told. Good. She hasn't completely lost her sense of place. I don't have the time nor patience to explain, and Giselle doesn't offer me the opportunity. Tell me something, Rory. What the hell is normal supposed to be? Giselle, I know I've taught you how to correctly hold that weapon, but let's think rationally here. You don't know how to really use it, nor do you want to. Stop playing games with me. I'm not an idiot. There's no going back. There is no normal anymore. Nova isn't looking for us because she's dead. Or were you going to leave out that little detail so I'd let you walk out the door without a word? I never said Nova was dead. Stop. I heard what she told you. She gestures awkwardly towards Smith, then tries to compensate for the movement by shoving the gun closer to me. For a moment, I contemplate just taking it from Giselle. But she's far more talkative when she thinks she has the upper hand. <laughs> Besides, Smith's been going through a lot, and she seems to be completely amused by the latest reason I got a weapon shoved in my face. You thought it was wise to follow me. Believe me, it wasn't intentional. But I heard. Well then, you have no reason to hide anymore. Go back to your life. You can't honestly think I'm that naive. What? Nova's dead and suddenly we're safe? What about the soldiers who don't know the news yet? The ones you were so worried about deciding to pick up where you left off? You never mattered enough to be in danger, save that you were with me. You're safe from harm the moment I walk out the door. None of us are safe anymore. You think you'll change that if you shoot me? She doesn't move, but her defiant gaze shifts to Smith for the briefest of moments. Smith's gun's still at her side, but even Giselle will be able to tell that she's at the ready. Giselle has doubts then. But about what? Doubts about killing me? Or doubts about killing in general? Or simply doubts that she can get herself out of her current situation? You are such an amusing creature, Giselle Mar. Too bad I don't have the time to fuck around anymore. I'm going to ask this once. Give me back my gun.
Her eyes harden once more, and her grip on the gun tightens. She holds my gaze. She wants to shoot me. I calmly step towards her. It'll take 30 seconds to get that gun out of her eyes. I won't even need to break her wrist to do it. Before I can do more than take a step, she turns the gun around, holding it by the barrel instead of pointing it at me. I take the weapon and stow it safely. The world is turning to ash. Everything that we used in the past year to make this hellscape some semblance of normal is gone. How are any of us meant to be safe? It appears that choice is entirely up to you now. I make a point to slam the door on my way out for emphasis and head for the tree line. As we walk, Smith falls in step with me. I can tell she has something on her mind. I'm mulling over if I care. I consider being angry with her for not coming for me sooner, but I push away the childish idiocy of that thought. She sighs and after a moment breaks the silence. I think I see why you like her. She has the same aimless rage you do. So young, so angry. Ah, so that's it. Interesting. I never pegged Smith for the jealous type. I ignore the comment and keep moving forward, hoping against hope Smith doesn't want to have a conversation. I don't get very far on that hope. Remember, she's your best friend, Rory, and the only one who currently wants you alive. It would be par form to shoot her. She does have a point, you know. Maybe if I shot her in the foot. The more girl, I mean. Plenty of people don't know Nova's fate yet. You're still in danger, and not just from Billingsley or the others. South America? The warehouse we hit last week? We've upset a lot of people. Is that supposed to worry me? It should. Nothing fuels rebellion like a martyr, and we've given them more than one. The girl in South America... Silence. That's an order, Smith. Fine. The boy, then. The one you broke a bottle over. He was apparently their poster child. He's all over their propaganda, the radio, and you murdered him. The lad shot first. Oh, you're right. That'll clear things right up. I'm sure if we explain that, it'll get us right back on their bloody Christmas card list. Are you quite done? They want revenge, Rory. They found a scapegoat in Billingsley for South America, but were fucked for the warehouse. They want revenge, and will stop at nothing short of our heads on a decorative plate. There's no stopping her now. I've known Smith long enough to know that she's going to see this train of thought through. There's no distracting or derailing her from this conversation anymore. Simply have to see it through. There's one in particular who's especially adamant. She calls herself Phoenix. Interesting name. Who is she? I haven't been able to figure that out yet. She's a hell of a talent. I haven't been able to trace her signals. I don't know where she's broadcasting from or when. It could be pre-recorded for all I know. I think she's using the broadcasts to send messages, but I haven't been able to make any sense of them. Clever of her, if so. What makes you think that? My ears were ringing. Care to share with the class? (sighs) High-frequency tones. The type that don't happen by accident. That could be useful. Is there a way we can use that? I thought so. I've recorded her last message. Directed to Nova's Blue Army. I thought it might be useful in our new quest to clean up your mess. Let's hear it then.
I don't get why people say that all trees look the same. I mean, sure, they've all got the same basic bits to them, they're usually built the same way, but there's so much more to them than that. They're just like people. You look through a crowded city and sure, at first the people are just repetitive, faceless shadows whizzing by you, but the more time you spend looking at them, the more you sit and watch them, the more features you begin to pick out. I, for one, despise people. I used to watch them, but they didn't like that. And they would watch back, usually with looks of disgust. Hey, look at that kid with the funny colored hair. <laughs> Trees are different. You can study their features, see all the little flaws and imperfections without being judged. Spending time with trees is way better than spending time with people. And if they could talk, I bet the trees would say, Hey, look, that kid's got green hair just like us. Yeah, more comfortable among the trees. Okay, I guess some conversation every now and then would be kinda nice. Trees don't talk back, and you can only get so far on imagining what they would say if they could. Guess that's why I'm wandering through the woods, talking to myself about conversation. You're nailing it, Widget. Keep it going. <sighs> Something's gotta change. I'm bored. I've picked up all the cool stuff I can find out of these woods, but what can I do with them? Nothing. Because nothing interesting is happening. I need something, an adventure or a quest. Something to liven things up. But someone has to send you on an adventure. Like some wise and ancient wizard or a masked hero. You can't just start an adventure on your own. You have to have a purpose. And what is my purpose? To find shiny things on the floor of the forest? The drive? Boredom. Where is Gandalf or Captain America when you need him? Hell, I'm so bored, I would even take a radioactive spider bite if it meant getting to see something new. Anything to liven things up a bit. Well, if I can't get an adventure yet, I should get something. Ooh, ooh, should I get a dog? I should get a dog. What the hell would I do with a dog? It'd just be another thing to talk to that can't talk back. Oh, what would I name the dog? I could hold on a second. What have we here? There's something poking out through the leaves. I rummage a bit and oh, this is a shiny find. A pistol? Small, but nice. It'll fit right in with my collection back at the chateau. But why is it here? Hey, Sherlock. I bet those bloody footprints have something to do with it. Damn, it would be cool to have a magnifying glass and a pipe right now. Wait, what the fuck was that? Well, hey there, sleeping beauty! Hey, I'm Katie Rock, creator of the Coup de Gras podcast, and I'd like to thank you for listening to Season 2, Episode 3, Sparrow. The cast for this episode, in order of appearance, is as follows. Rory Alexander, played by Ryan Perry. Emerson Smith was played by Heather Wallen. Giselle Moore, played by Kate Malone. Widget, played by Nyla Bannister. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Coup de Gras. 
Be sure to follow our Facebook page for updates, photos, behind-the-scenes content, and more. Everyone here at Coup de Gras would like to thank our listeners for your continued support. If you are interested in contributing to the world of CDG, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash coup de gras podcast. Thank you for listening, and as always, stay boisterous.